Financial planning is like the Antiques Roadshow. It's really valuable, but people don't realize it at first. Have you ever watched that show? Think of financial planning like that hidden gem waiting to be discovered. It's got real value, but it often goes unnoticed at first glance. Just like those treasures unveiled on the show, a solid financial plan holds incredible potential for your practice's success. In this episode, Carla Titus, an expert CFO, will share her secrets for helping practice owners boost their profitability, build wealth, and work towards financial success. Welcome to Thriving Practice, the show where we discuss all things business for practice owners, and we show you how to grow your practice without working more or burning out. I'm your host, Tracy Trepesky. I'm a business owner, consultant, executive coach, mom and bonus mom, and an avid trial by error gardener. I am on a mission to help private practice owners take back their time while becoming exquisitely fulfilled, profitable business owners. I really dislike that so many practice owners are overworked and overwhelmed and either give up on practice ownership or burn out and leave medicine altogether. My team and I are here to change that by showing you how you can slow down to speed up, grow your practice while taking back your time, and achieve an increased sense of satisfaction both at work and outside of work. Because what is the point of any of this if you're not enjoying it? Today's guest is Carla Titus. Carla is a finance expert with over 15 years of experience in corporate financial planning, analysis, and strategy. She has worked with group and private practice owners, and she noticed that one of their challenges is not managing their profit margins. In our conversation, she shares valuable knowledge on the best ways to improve your practice's margins and overall profitability. No fluff just actionable advice that any practice owner can implement and start seeing results in their business. During our conversation, we differentiate between winging it and using data-driven approaches to optimize your practice's financial health. We also discuss the importance of diversifying, not just financially, but in other ways operationally to achieve the success you want in your practice. I love how Carla and her team meet their clients where they're at, starting with an analysis of the past two years' financial records to understand the story their numbers are telling. From there, she learns what they want to achieve in their practice and helps craft a plan to expand on what's working while finding other avenues to increase revenues and growth. Diversifying in all aspects of the business and not air quotes here, just finances, is supportive of long-term success and growth. We also talked about planning around what's possible, choosing optimal avenues for achieving financial goals, and then taking it from there. Carla and I are on the same page about the importance of having a strategic direction and understanding what's important to you as a business owner before making changes that could potentially lead you down a long and winding road. And we talked about this at length. By the end of this episode, you're going to walk away feeling confident about the next steps you can take to improve the profit margins in your practice. You will also completely understand why I kept wanting to call her Carla Titan instead of Titus. So let's go learn from the amazing Titan, Carla Titus. Carla Titus, who I still want to call Titan. (laughs) (laughs) 
I'm no problem with that. Sounds so right, powerful. Right? Strong name. Um, thank you so much for joining us today. Thanks for having me. I'm excited about this conversation today. Yeah, me too. So tell us where you're located. I'm located 20 minutes outside of Portland, Oregon. Okay. Uh, been here for almost 20 something years. <laughs> not going anywhere, probably. It's it's raining today, but otherwise, uh, it's not really, really luscious and green and gorgeous. So I forget about that when I travel to other places that are not as such. <laughs> right. Yeah. I grew up in the Seattle area, so I'm a huge fan of the Pacific Northwest. It's just so beautiful and the gray and the rain makes it worth it. <laughs> you get the you got to get through that period mm-hmm. to get to that really nice, you know, awesome weather after that. So yeah, for sure. Nothing beats a sunny day in the Pacific Northwest. Which is mm, so it could beautiful. be sunny some days, even in the winter. So I'm yeah. looking forward to some of those. Yes. Bring it on. <laughs> well, I am just thrilled to have you on the show as we were kind of warming up in the green room. You know, I think you and I have very similar ideas about what practice leaders need to know and how mm-hmm. to approach being a business person and a provider. I think it's it's a huge heavy lift to do both of those things. Mm-hmm. Um, and I feel like what you're bringing to your clients is a reprieve, a really nice reprieve and fantastic direction and strategy. Like we're going to be really focusing on strategy mm-hmm. today. So tell us about your company and like what made you decide to to move in this direction with your finance background? Yeah. So I started Wealth and Worth Within five years ago as a fractional CFO firm to really support business owners that are struggling with the financial side, or maybe they're doing really well, but they don't have anyone to partner with them to start to make better financial decisions, analyze those decisions before they make them really bring in the data part of it, you know, with the intuition or gut, you know, feelings that they're having about what are the decisions I should be making to grow this company next and really validating with that data side of things, which, you know, a lot of business owners either not trained for, or really don't care to learn more about, or are just not excited about their numbers, but it really is where the good stuff is at. And we want to bring that to them in a way that feels simple enough and approachable. So they don't feel like just the lingo or the complexity is getting in the way of them being able to review the numbers and really make decisions from a position of power because they have information to be able to empower them to make those better financial decisions. Um, We always talk about managing future performance and really being intentional about financial planning looking forward, which is really a new concept that I don't think a lot of people have support on today with their accounting or bookkeeping team. They're really looking present or past. They're not really trying to shape the future of the financial performance you want to see in the company. And that's what we come into partner to do with them. Um, I have corporate finance background and healthcare background. So I married the two and I actually casually mentioned to my husband one day, I should be the CFO of a hospital or a healthcare organization. And he's like, well, you're already a CFO. Don't you just go work with those people? I'm like, oh my God, yes. <laughs> and then <laughs> we started to work with more practice owners and found that that was such a great pairing of experience that you know I had that our company specializes in and is able to really meet the needs of you know the healthcare organizations that are there that are growing and just need a little bit more direction. Mm. We were talking about how challenging it is for provider owners to, um, well, to work with their money stories, right? To kind of, we all bring our our baggage with us and our whatever about money. And I, I have yet to meet a single person who doesn't have some funky money story or multiple money stories borrowed, purchased, and, you know, gifted to them. 
how do you, when you start working with a client, like, do you start by finding out kind of where they're at in their mindset around money and then dive into numbers or how do you get people to get to do the right thing? (laughs) Well, before we get really deeply personal (laughs) with our clients, we definitely start to set the strategic direction financially for the company. And in those conversations, often enough, there'll be something, comments or questions they'll have that start to inform kind of the where they're coming from. What is the mindset they're bringing to their business? Because as business owners, we are not separate from our business. You know, our business is part of our life. We are, you know, a whole person that happens to own a business. And you're not immune from bringing your past money stories into the conversation or like how you shape decisions. And what we see often is, you know, business owners are overly generous. And then we start to dive into why that is. And maybe they didn't have enough or they had too much and they felt guilty and they wanted to give it away because of it. So, you know, once we understand where they're coming from, we're able to then help them reframe some of those beliefs into, okay, well, based on the data or the direction the company is going or the performance you want to see, here's what it would mean if we were overly generous versus this is what would mean if we, you know, just pay the right amount. And we give them the scenarios because I think at the end of the day, we have to be really aware of not only those money stories, but also what's important to the business owner. You know, do they want to, you know, give away more to their teams because they feel passionate about that? Or they want to give back more to the community because they want to do more good in the world. And so we budget for that. We like plan it out and say, here's what it means to have those different scenarios and model out the financial viability of those options so that they feel really good about going in that direction and they made that intentional decision and also honoring where they're coming from, you know, from their mindset and make sure that they're able to afford to be overly generous, that they're able to afford to have the impact they want because they have the money necessary to do so. Mm. So they get to, I mean, you're helping them be who they want to be while still being savvy business owners, right? Yeah, because at the end of the day, we're here to make a profit, to be here for a long time, to employ other people. In order to do that, you need to have a good solid plan that can afford you to do all those things. And so I almost think of our planning or financial you know, direction setting as a permission slip to say, yes, you can afford to pay your people generously, or yes, you can afford to donate the big amount, or yes, you can pay yourself a significant amount for all the work and effort you put into building this practice and make sure that all those aspects are taken into consideration. And where the plan doesn't allow us to be generous, we make a plan on what is the growth necessary? How many more clients do we need to see? Um, How much more team will we need to hire in order to be able to afford to be that generous with others? And sometimes it's, we got to put our max uh, oxygen mask on first, meaning like if you're not taking care of yourself and your team, you can't afford to do all those other things. So we got to start with the core, right? The business has to be healthy. We have to have the right cash flow. We have to have the right financial metrics that we're hitting on performance before we start to be overly generous and then impacting our ability to be here in the long term. Mm-hmm. The wisdom of the flight attendant, right? Secure your own oxygen mask first. That's that's kind of an interesting concept, right? To if if we're thinking about the health of the business, I'm I'm curious if um, you know you were saying that a lot of your clients are like really excited about learning how to do this. So I'm curious if you um, 
have a way in which you get a clear picture of that so that it becomes easier to take the steps. Because I would imagine at times it can be overwhelming to your, you know, I think especially the business owners who wear multiple hats as a provider, which is really the full-time job and the business owner, do do they find that it makes it easier for them when you start working through this and you can help them map out what, how to get where they want to be? Yeah, I think the starting process is we come in and do an assessment on where they're at, right? We need to know the starting point before we even start to make any changes. We don't intend to just come in and change everything. And right. if things are working, let's keep them working and let's do more of the things that are working. But we wouldn't know until we assess, you know, where we're at first. And then, you know, we're hesitant to just make a bunch of changes too, because people don't like change and we don't want to like flip the business upside down and have it do the opposite of what we want it to do. And mm-hmm. so in working with the business owners and bringing them just like some awareness around their finances, seeing like, here's some of the metrics we're seeing, here's some of the performance that, you know, we noticed that could be better or is so good. And we want to keep doing more of that as we scale and grow the business. Here's the areas of opportunity for growth, new revenue streams, new directions you might want to take. And all of this comes from the business owner. Half the time we're just pulling it out of them by going through the questions and asking, hey, do how much more team do you want to hire? Hey, what are some ideas you've had about revenue streams that maybe you haven't implemented yet that could be a really great complement to what we have here today? What if we double down on what you already have? What does that look like? How much cash influx will we need? And we start to ask the questions because we're trying to get that out of them. They they know what they need to do, but sometimes it's hard when they're working in the business to step outside to work on the business. And so we, by doing that, start to build the strategy around, okay, where do we want to go next? Sometimes we all throw 10 ideas and you know, we'll use one of them. So it's really about brainstorming and being creative about where do we want to go? How do we achieve those goals? And then putting a framework around how do we execute to those goals to make sure you stay on track and start to see the results you want to see and make sure that we're monitoring performance along the way. As in we're hitting the goals, we're doing the right actions and we're spending our time in the right places because that's another currency, time management. And I think a lot of business owners try to do it all themselves and they're trying to wear the 20 hats plus run the business, plus be a, you know, a clinician or do the work. And that just becomes they're being stretched too thin and they need to bring in maybe expertise or providers to help them take some of that work off their plate. And that's what we do for our clients is we take the financial side out of their plate, but we keep them in touch with it enough so that they can make those informed decisions and still they're responsible for the decisions, you know, but they're just not winging it anymore. Now they're using the data to really make informed financial decisions, which you know, that wing in it gets you so far. And then at some point you're like, okay, I would love to make better decisions with more clarity. And that financial clarity is going to allow you to start to set the direction more intentionally and really be strategic about where you're heading. Yeah. I think it's important, you know, you you were saying that um, you're getting these, you're asking your clients, you know, do you have ideas for other revenue streams that you haven't implemented yet? I think sometimes our our clients, we work with medical providers as well, they surprise themselves at what they already sort of have in there, right? And we just need to ask mm-hmm. the questions. So do you, have you seen, like, do you have like a big success story where you like, you've somebody's come in and they're doing all right, you know, they're established and they're fine, maybe fine, but it's not enough for them or they kind of, they're they're not where they want to be and they have ideas and they've been able to implement them by you know, coming to you for help and taking a lot of the burden off of their plate. 
does it free up that time and energy? Like, do you have someone that you've worked with who's done that? Yeah, it definitely does. Um, you know, one of the aspects we tackle with uh, one of our clients was like increasing their compensation. We felt that it wasn't appropriate, you know, for the size of business they had. We also tackle getting a line of credit that was appropriate for the scale that they were at, that they were going to grow into. Um, and those are just common areas we look at to make sure we have what we need to be able to grow and scale the business. We looked at where is the revenue streams coming from? Is it just one-on-one, you know, patient clinical hours bill, or is it a group, you know, option? Is it you're working with government agencies or grants to get some funding for additional programs? Are you working with insurance space or your private pay only? So we start to kind of think about diversifying in all aspects of business, not just revenue streams, which, you know, obviously that's a key one too, but diversifying, um, type of clients that we see or patients that we're treating. We diversify the type of services we're providing. Maybe we're adding assessments to our practice. You know, we start to look at ways that we generate cash and services we provide and how we can continue to broaden those options. Because the more options you have, the one that dries up will not impact the rest of your business because you still have four other ones, right? So we want to make sure we're always assessing for risk in many ways. You don't want one employee that if they leave, everything falls apart either. So those are the type of things we're looking at to make sure that the business is de-risk as much as possible, that we have diversification in all aspects, um, especially around revenue streams or ways that we you know, generate cash in the business. And then we start to, you know, map out what's important to the business owner and kind of layer that on top to make sure those priorities are being covered. Like, like I mentioned, compensation being one, but also personal building, wealth building goals that they might have that the business is going to fund for them. Maybe it's their retirement, maybe it's their kid's college and really layering in like, what are those needs of both the business, the growth of the business itself, you know, strategic think about how many hires, when, you know, what can we afford to do? How quickly do we want to grow? Because that's another piece that I think a lot of business owners are not thinking about. If you've been doubling year over year and now you're millions of dollars and you want to double again, that might be really hard to do. Um, yeah. and do you really want to spend that time and effort to do that? Or do you want to grow a more <laughs> sustainable rate and, you know, intentionally decelerate the growth because we know it's going to be harder or it's going to take more people and we just maybe don't want to hire 20 people in three months. And those are the kind of decisions we want to start to outline for the business to decide on the growth rate at the same time, managing the cost structure of that growth so that we don't end up, you know, building a million dollar business that spends a million dollars every year because yeah. that's no fun for anyone either. And right. then really yeah. thinking through what is the business owner's goals at the end of the day, like three, five years out? Do you want to sell your practice? Do you want to keep working in it part-time? Do you want to minimize how much involvement you have with the day-to-day activities? You know, And then that shapes what are the roles we need to bring to be able to make that happen. And it comes becomes this comprehensive financial plan that really tells you, here's the direction, here's the goals, and here's how to meet those goals. It's giving me a, a lot of thoughts, <laughs> like so many, so many questions, but I want to kind of narrow it down to one. Do you, um, how do you help your clients do this? Like, so as a fractional CFO, do you go in and lay it out for them once you've gone through things like how pieces, how does that work? Yeah. So we go in and pull the records for the last two years to start and we review the historical because we need to understand where we are before we decide where we're going. 
Um, and we asked them questions like, what has worked well in the past? I see that you know, June last year, you had a tremendous month. What did you do? And mm-hmm. sometimes they're like, oh, I have no idea. Let me go look or let me ask my team. And then they come back. They're like, oh my God, we implemented this one strategy that yielded us so many good results. And I had no idea because I didn't look at my numbers. Right. And so we're like, okay, can we do that again? If so, will we change it in any way to produce even better results than we had, you know, generated in June? Um, did that strategy no longer work? going forward, right? Because times have changed and, you know, we're not seeing the same level of, you know, leads or intakes happening in the business. So we start to ask those questions and then all of a sudden the business owner gets really excited because they're like, oh, we could do this again, or that's something we've done in the past. So we know it's possible. And then we start to kind of layer down, okay, if not that, then what, you know, could you try this other thing? And obviously we have experience working with practice. So we are able to bring them some ideas as well and really get the creative you know, juices flowing on what could be done, um, what could work. And then we got to measure performance along the way because I think we try strategies, but we forget to measure the impact of them. And then we don't know what that return on investment ROI might be. And then we don't know if it worked, right? So we need to make sure we understand that. And we start to analyze just the overall financial health. We look at revenue growth month over month, year over year, quarter over quarter. We looked at, you know, cost structure today versus what will be the cost structure of growing the company by 20% year over year. And then we start to map that out and create that scenario for what that future might look like based on what has been accomplished in the past. So we're not just, you know, pie in the sky, making up numbers. I mean, nothing. It's we're really creating that plan of here's the 10 steps you need to follow in order for this new plan for next year to really materialize and know whether or not you're tracking to those goals every month, seeing how far off are you from those goals? What happened? Why didn't you achieve those goals? What could have been better or improved in order for us to hit those goals um, in the follow-on month so that we know we are tracking to the goals that we had set. And we're very intentional about we're putting the money, investing the money to make sure that those goals materialize. Like if you want to grow 20%, maybe we need to put more marketing dollars. And if so, what are the marketing strategies you're going to implement? You know, what are the 10 things we're going to do? And then see if the top two that work, we're going to do more of that. And so it's really around bringing back to execution as well. Cause I think a lot of dreams go to die when you're not executing on them. And Having a plan is great, but following the plan is even better. And in order to follow the plan, you need to have the execution on steps one through 10 you need to follow in order for that to become a reality. And so we do that for our clients as we not only create the numbers, but we also create the plan necessary to achieve those numbers and then help them stay on track, monitor performance and make sure that they're not deviating away from the results we want to see. And when that happens, really brainstorming ideas to solve for that and get them back on track. Mm -hmm. I would imagine that this brings so much relief to your clients that they, you know, like finally, finally, I get it. I know what to expect. They, they taught it to me in plain English and I understand like my joke is like, explain it to me. Like I'm in second grade, right? You got it. (laughs) Please don't go high level on me. Cause I I didn't, I mean, I studied enough finance to get my degree and that was it. Right. So exactly. And, and probably a good number of practice owners don't have business degrees. And so probably did not take any kind of finance class and they're winging it. Right. I think what you were saying earlier is like, stop winging it and, and bring someone in. So, and when, like where my mind goes, where I think is a real benefit, obviously the entire business side, the financial side, there's, you open up so many opportunities for growth 
in no small part because you're clearing out all this energy and heaviness and time that they might be putting into something that they don't really know how to navigate. And I think, you know, a lot of people want to avoid that. A lot of business mm-hmm. owners want to avoid that. Yeah. And it's been my observation working with uh, with practice owners that they're, they understand that they sort of have to, but they really would prefer to crawl under the covers and pull them over their heads, then look at their numbers and understand them. So agree. I think that's pretty common. And I think it's because they're going to the wrong people for advice mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. are not used to living in uncertainty and modeling for uncertainty, which is all we do day in and out. We're very comfortable not knowing the future, but they're still planning around what we think is possible and helping mm-hmm. the business owner plan for what could be possible and really getting intentional about that forward looking. And when you lack experience, that's really hard because you're like, well, what it, it could be this or it could be that. It could be 10 other things. And we're like, yeah, it could be all those things. And we're going to narrow it down to the three more likely scenarios that would happen for your business and then pl- put a plan around it. And yes, we know things will change between now and then, but that's why we revisit your plan to make sure we know where we're at and we know what needs to be adjusted and what didn't work and did work. And again, it's just, we are used to that. We're very comfortable in it. And we're able to then give our clients peace of mind and clarity to move forward, to take action. Because I think that's what's stopping them from wanting to do this work because they're like, well, I could go a hundred different ways. So which one should I go? And we're like, let's pick three. We'll try those out. And then if those don't work, we can you know, pick from the other 97 we had, you know, come together and brainstorm on. But right. most likely the three we pick are the most likely to succeed out of all of them because we have experience knowing that that has been possible in the past or that other clients have been able to achieve it. And we know the business owners know their business. We're just here to provide them the financial perspective of it and really advise them on like what we've seen work well in the past, what could work well for them. And then they need to take that and decide if that's right for their business. And that is the direction they want to set for the company. But again, if you're just reacting to what's happening every day, you feel really anxious. You don't know if you have enough money to make payroll. You don't know if I can afford to scale, if I can afford to hire people. But once you lay it out with some numbers and there's a plan there, even if the plan doesn't look great, which by the way, it's happened to me where we lay out a plan and the client is like, oh my God, this <laughs> this doesn't work for me. And we said, but now we know. Yeah. And now we can make changes to make it viable and work for you again, right? Mm-hmm. Versus you already made the decision, you're in it and you're like, I'm not seeing the results I want to see. Oh darn, I'm already in it. Instead, we say, before you make that decision and before you go that direction, here's what it looks like. Oh, you don't like it? Well, let's change it. Let's craft the future we want to have so that the performance shows up at the level we want to see it. So again, it's not about reacting. It's really thinking proactively and setting that strategy direction so that we start to head towards that path. Gold. I mean, this is just so important. And you know, one of the trends that we see is that a lot of practices are private practices are either closing down or being purchased by larger conglomerates and therefore are really no longer that private practice. And there's something really special about the smaller private practices with, you know, whatever, just not large corporatized or gigantic, you know, institutions. And this makes it possible for them, for the providers to to serve their patients the way they want to, to be mm-hmm. the kind of provider they want to be. And there's a whole lifestyle component there that is, mm-hmm. you know, very, very appealing. So I feel like you're making it more possible for these, 
you know, not business people to have success in business while continuing to rise in their in their own profession, right? Rather than having to be so focused on the business all the time that they can like take a deep breath and expand their expertise if they want to, because they don't have to, you know, <laughs> spend however many hours a day that they used to have to spend trying to figure out what was going wrong or what could how it could go better. So I mean, I just think that this is something that's so so needed and so useful. And I think that when business owners spend so much time on things that are not going well, like the finances, um, you know, they could get all that time back if they would have put the right measures in place or performance metrics in place that someone is actively looking at. And that is what we do for clients is we actively monitor performance. And, you know, when things are not going well, we we're able to make a plan to change that. But also when we get to a point where we have clients on more like a maintenance mode because we've done the work, we got over the hump, they get to spend so little time on their finances because everything is in marching order that they get to invest that time in something else in their business that they enjoy. It could be their own personal growth, education. They could spend more time with their team. They could spend more, honestly, free time away from their business too, because we afforded them that peace of mind and clarity on like finances are great. Things are performing you know, there will always be fires to be put out in business, but at least it won't be the financial ones that gets you out of business the fastest because right. when you don't have cash or when you don't have a way to pay people that, you know, that becomes a real problem really fast. And when all those things that are under control, you have the right, you know, cash reserves in place, you can sleep at night, you can invest your time elsewhere. Maybe it's, you know, team culture, maybe it's developing your team, maybe it's coaching others, maybe seeing patients again, whatever it is that you know, you enjoy doing, you get to do more of that because all this work that you put in to do the finances, to get them under control is now paying off for you. And that's what we see with all of our clients after working with us. It doesn't happen overnight. I'm very honest with my clients that this takes time to move, you know, in the right direction. But if we do put in the work and we do work through getting, you know, things to the right level of margin or profitability that all of a sudden, it's not an issue anymore. And we can afford to just keep scaling at that rate and feel really comfortable with the direction we're going. That peace of mind is priceless. You know, it really is. Where could people find you if they want to learn more about what you do or have a conversation with you or someone on your team? Yeah, the best places you can find us on our website at wealthworthwithin.com. There is a contact page that you can book a free call if you're ready to hire a fractional CFO into your business. You're like, I'm ready. Um, I have a bookkeeper and accountant, but I really need this proactive forward looking, right? So this will be a good time for you to reach out. If you're not ready to hire us um, as a fractional CFO, then you can sign up for our newsletter on our website, same uh, website link, and you can sign up to receive updates on, you know, offer service, education that we give away for free. We love to educate and empower business owners to take control of their finances and start to make some progress on their own towards that. And you could also follow us on social media at Wealth Worth Within. We put up videos and contents, again, simplifying and demystifying finances so that you can start feeling more knowledgeable and in control of what's happening in your business and start to take action to improve on them because that's ultimately what we want you all to do is to 
look at your numbers, go, you know, figure out what needs to improve, how to change it. And if you need some help, obviously we're happy to support that. Um, as well as if your foundations are not solid and your bookkeeping team is not doing a great job and, and you can tell, you know, you know, when those happening, we do offer professional bookkeeping services as well, because we are very um, meticulous with that, building that right foundation and making sure things are being tracked correctly and appropriately for your business to ensure that you have the right reporting and financials in place to make better decisions. So you can reach out on our website. Uh, wealthworthwithin.com dash bookkeeping if you're interested in our professional bookkeeping services. Wonderful. We'll make sure that all of those links are readily available and clickable. Um, Before we sign off, do you have one piece of parting advice that you'd like to share with the listeners? I want to encourage everyone to go look at their numbers that they haven't recently at least once a month would be ideal. Um, just spend 10 minutes. Like I think that sometimes we can make this way bigger and more complex than we need to make it. But just go look and see what's happening. And the numbers are telling a story. And if you just take a minute to review them, just pull your year-to-date profit and loss statement and take a look and see how my revenue change. Are things costing me more now? Because you know everything is more expensive nowadays. Um, am I making profit? Like what's at the end of that PML at the bottom that says net income? Um, do you have anything left? And just understand like what's happening, even if it's not the perfect picture or it's not the numbers you want to see, that is your starting point to make progress and start to shift and change the direction of your business going forward by making different decisions. Carla, thank you so much for coming on the show. Thanks so much for having me. A huge thank you to Carla Titus for sharing such invaluable expertise with us today. Her insights on maximizing practice profitability will undoubtedly make a lasting impact on your practice. We have learned that by thinking like a CEO and outsourcing your numbers to a strategic financial expert, you can pave the way for financial success. Remember, it's not just about the numbers, it's about creating a strategic direction for your practice. If you enjoyed this episode, make sure you leave a review so more practice owners like you can learn from myself and our incredible guests. Be sure to subscribe so you can listen for more expert tips and strategies to help you grow your practice without burnout. If you would like to be part of a growing community of practice for provider owners like you, join us at one of our upcoming meet and greet events. Go to thrivingpracticecommunity.com and click join the waiting list thrivingpracticecommunity.com and click join the waiting list. That will get you the information you need. Thanks for listening. And until next time, take care.